You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. It is Friday, January 29th. Sorry for the delay in getting the pot up. It's just been one of those weeks, but uh, we're going to cover a lot of ground here today. Mainly focus on basketball in this episode. Um, re- we'll recap the TCU men. They, they fell to Kansas last night. And then we'll get into an interesting conversation about conference tournaments and what's going to happen with them. These The Big 12 basketball tournament, tournaments across the nation, as they're going to happen right before you know the NCAA tournament. Um, so what are some of the factors involved here? We'll, we'll look at that in the next segment. But right now, let's recap. What happened last night? Kansas defeats TCU 59 to 51. The Frogs are now nine and six on the season and two and five in conference play. And I mean, I'll just say this: overall, this was better. This was a competitive game. Um, they do take the L, but it was you know 59-51. It was a close game throughout. It was a two-point game with about five minutes left. TCU had a chance to win this one. Their offense was just simply not consistent enough. Um, Mike Miles was really good. He had 18 points. He shot the ball really well, especially in the first half. Um, RJ Nembhard had 12 points. But overall, I mean, just a really rough shooting night. 1954, 35% from the field, um, and 45% from the line, 5 of 11. That's been a problem all year long. They just don't shoot well uh, from the free throw line, and it's hard to win games when you can't get those freebies. I mean, they're a team that if they get put in the bonus, it's almost like – um, it's a detriment because it means they're going to have to go to the line and they, they really struggle to knock those shots down. But uh, they played good defense pretty much throughout. Now, uh, David McCormick led the scoring for Kansas. He had 15 points, and he had a couple big jumpers late. There were a couple possessions, one where TCU was down two, and Kevin Samuel kind of sagged off McCormick, and he shot one from just uh, behind the free throw line and knocked that down, and then there was a stretch where Kansas was up four, and TCU hadn't scored in about five minutes, and there was three minutes left in the game, and they kicked to McCormick late in the shot clock, and he hit a three at the top of the key, and that was basically the ball game. They went up seven after that, and they went on to win the game 59-51. to um, I don't really even know what this offense is trying to accomplish I mean, I mean that's that's the biggest thing that, that keeps standing out to me with with TCU basketball is I'm just I'm not sure what they're running. It's it's a lot of pick and roll at the top with your guards and then guys that kind of dribble around and if they can't get their own shot, maybe you kick it to Kevin Samuel. But aside, I mean, the issue, the glaring issue all year has been aside from Nimhard and Miles. They just really don't have players that can get their own shots. I mean, P.J. Fuller, he was 0 of 7 tonight or last night, and he has some explosiveness to his game, but he can't hit jumpers consistently. He kind of struggles to get inside. Check O'Bannon, he's been in and out of the lineup so much. It's just like there's not much consistency there. He had seven points. He was 3 of 6 from the field. Um, And I know this team hasn't been able to really develop a lot of chemistry, because of a lot of the issues with COVID, but they just looked very disjointed. And you would expect that to a certain extent um, with the long layoff. They hadn't played a game in 16 days. So I I understand, you know, some of the disjointedness and 
the lack of rhythm. The good thing I'll say is they played competitively. They played good defense. And this was, I mean, this Kansas team is still ranked number 15 in the nation. This was at Fog Allen. And that's a hard place to win, even with the limited capacity. So, I'll give TCU credit for, for competing. You know, that was my biggest complaint going into the, the COVID reset um, was that they had just been non-competitive and the effort wasn't there. So, they, they fixed that. There's just there's still so much to be done, and again, a lot of it comes back to I think talent deficiency. Uh, they play Mizzou on Saturday at one o'clock in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge, and then they'll uh, get conference play going again when they face off with Oklahoma State on Wednesday at six o'clock. And Oklahoma State's a team they beat on the road earlier in the year, a surprising victory against a team with Cade Cunningham and Isaac Likely that's pretty good. There's, I mean, folks, I'll just be honest with you. There's not a lot of games on the schedule that I look at and I'm like, man, I think this team can get it done. They play Iowa State a couple times who, and the Cyclones haven't won a game yet in conference play. They get K-State one more time. But other than that, it, it's hard to find W's on the remaining schedule. And then Jamie Dixon said something last night that bothered me. And I'd love to hear your feedback on it. You can find me on Twitter at SimcockSteven. You can find the show on Twitter at LockedOnTCU. This is kind of where I miss the live radio element that I'm typically used to because I can get feedback immediately. But I, I do really want to hear from our fans. What What do you make of this comment? Because it bothered me. Here's what Jamie Dixon said. This is from Billy Wessels, who covers TCU for 247. Jamie Dixon said his team has had seven shutdowns where they have to stop and restart practices. He guesstimated that the team has missed between 90 and 100 practices going back to the beginning of the fall semester. Now, that is a lot. 90 to 100 practices, that is a ton of practices missed. And I don't know what the question was. I don't know what the question was that Jamie was asked. Or if this was just kind of him riffing during an opening statement. It sounded sort of like an excuse to me. I get it. You've missed a lot of time. Everyone's dealing with this, and I don't want to make light of it. But I would also say, and maybe this is completely unfair, and this is where I'd love your help. I'm at Simcox Steven. The show is at Lockdown TCU. That also sounds like bad protocol. I mean, like, I, I, I get it. This virus is uncontrollable. There's a lot of aspects of it that you just can't get around. Everybody, just about everybody in the league in football and basketball at some point has dealt with a shutdown. But if it keeps popping up this much, I, I would just say if you've missed almost 100 practices since the fall, you need to evaluate the protocol. And my frustration with this program right now is that this season, if you just want to totally throw it out and say, it was a mulligan. Okay. But this is four years now of a group that's just very stagnant. It just feels like it's not going in the right direction. And I have a lot of questions moving forward about what they're doing. Because, again, I don't see a lot of wins left on the schedule. And they played a lot better last night. But there's still so much work to do. So we'll monitor that. As we move forward, this is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up next, we'll talk uh, 
some Big 12 tournament action in basketball. But first, let's discuss BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They give you everything you need to know. They have headlines there, so if you just need to know the latest sports news, you can find it. Injury reports. Super Bowl coming up. Not this weekend, but next weekend. You need to know how to make some money. You need to know what the lines are going to be, what the prop bets are going to be, what the over-under is. BetOnline.ag is the place to go. They also have great information on college basketball, college football, and that gets started next fall. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports runs it. He does Locked On Bets for us. It's a daily podcast, so I'd encourage you to check that out. BetOnline.ag, you can get a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code LOCKEDON. One more time, that's BetOnline.ag. All right, we're back. Locked On Horn Frogs, daily TCU podcast. Uh, here's a topic that I've been kind of thinking about, but I didn't know how to approach it because I didn't know exactly how what, what the guidance was from the NCAA and what conferences were thinking. But I got some direction today from Dana O'Neill. She covers college basketball for The Athletic, and she wrote a story basically kind of weighing the pros and cons of a lot of coaches are asking around the country, why are we playing these conference tournaments? They're going to be right before the NCAA tournament. For the most part, you're going to know who your NCAA teams are. Now, here here's the, the obvious thing with the conference tournament. The conference tournament, at least to this point, still decides who the automatic qualifier is for each conference in the NCAA. So, a team like TCU, which does not look like an NCAA tournament team, and I don't know for sure. I can't imagine the NIT is going to happen this year. It just seems like a really unnecessary risk for an exhibition tournament. And sitting at 2-5, and five, I think TCU's going to have to win a few more games to even be considered for that. But the conference tournament would either be their last chance to play games this season, potentially, or it would be their last-ditch effort. It would give them a, a slim chance at making the NCAA tournament if they could string together some wins and, uh, and win the whole thing. There are teams, though, like a lot of teams in the Big 12, Texas Tech, Baylor, Texas, maybe Oklahoma, that they're already going to be in the NCAA tournament. They don't really see a need to play in the conference tournament. And around the nation, they're kind of dealing with this. So the NCAA has said that conferences can decide on their own by the end of February if they want to change the process for automatic qualifiers. So the Big 12 could theoretically say, hey, we don't want to play the Big 12 tournament. Whoever wins the Big 12 regular season will serve as our automatic qualifier for the NCAA tournament, and then anyone else who goes in will be an at-large bid. And then you won't have to play that postseason tournament in Kansas City. But there are teams that, I mean, I'm sure want to play those games. There are also coaches, according to this article from Dana O'Neill, that say, hey, I know everyone is thinking, like, let's just stay on campus and stay safe, but I actually think my guys might do better following protocols if they were in a hotel in a more controlled environment and we kind of had a set schedule and they weren't just on campus kind of waiting for the NCAA tournament to start. So there's there's those debates going on. And then Bill Self threw out an idea. 
he said, well, hey, every conference is having to reschedule games. Why not just scrap these conference tournaments and use that last week, week and a half, whatever it is you have allotted for it, to get all the makeup games in, to get the rest of these games in so that everybody has a full season. And that's a fascinating uh, idea, kind of concept. I, I think it would make a lot of sense. Again, it just kind of comes back to what about these teams that could use the conference tournament to boost their resume or as a last-ditch effort to try to get in. On our radio show, on my radio show earlier this week, we talked with Jeff Howe, and my co-host Q asked him a question about what he's hearing about the conference tournament and the potential of teams opting out. Here's what Jeff said, and he's pretty close to the Texas program on what he's hearing regarding the Big 12 tournament uh, that, that's going to be the last week before the NCAA tournament. You know, before I let you go, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just I remember this question that we had from our guy Brad on our CNC Collision Center text line. You mentioned basketball, and he said, "What happens if the top couple teams skip the conference tournament due to COVID or whatever? Then you got a conference champ that's third or fourth best." Have you heard anything on that? Like, if guys decide that they they uh, you know are not guys, but teams decide that you know what, maybe we won't do the conference championship just so we can avoid COVID. Have you heard anything on that? I haven't heard anything on that, Q, okay. and at least as far as. As far as the person I talked to close to the Texas program today, as far as they know, uh, the Big 12, it's still full speed ahead for the conference tournament. There, there has I don't think there's been formal discussion, but there's been some discussion on, you know, should you even bother playing the conference right. tournament? Yeah. Uh, just give your just make sure you get the regular season completed as close to completed as possible, and then just get ready for the NCAA tournament. But I think, look, let's let's be real, it's as long as the TV dollars are out there, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I think I think we're going to see that that Big Twelve tournament get played. So there's Jeff, and I mean he brings up the biggest point. And I, I researched today. I can't. I couldn't find the quote. Bob Bowlesby said last year. The Big 12 tournament shut down after a couple days. I guess one day. TCU lost Kansas State, and then it was over. <laughs> that night, Rudy Gobert tested positive, and then everything got thrown into chaos. But I believe Bob Bowlesby said that the Big 12 lost like $3 million off that canceled Big 12 tournament. And then, of course, on top of that, you lose a lot of, you lose a lot of money with the NCAA tournament going by the wayside. So the financial aspect here is huge because the TV money is big and the coaches cannot like it all they want. But if the conference says, hey, we need you to get in there and play because we have this TV contract and we need you to fill it, then that's going to take precedent over anything else. So that's one huge aspect of this. But I do kind of like Bill Self's idea. Of course, I'm not you know, privy to the financials. It doesn't really affect me. But take that last week, because I've been saying for a long time, as many games that have had to be rescheduled, and I think everybody's kind of come to terms with this, they're not going to be able to get every game in. But with all the games that have had to be rescheduled, it seems really daunting to get all those games in in the time you have left on the schedule. So why not just use that last week that you would use for the conference tournament to get those games played? You can put them on TV, maybe recoup some of that TV money. And then say, hey, when are the regular season in the Big 12 is your automatic qualifier. I, I think that's what makes the most sense, but I, I assume the Big 12 is going to go out and go ahead and play 
this conference tournament, regardless of you know how much sense it makes, because of as Jeff said, you know that money, that's a big deal. We'll come back and close up shop, but first I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, most delicious protein bar on the market. And I tell you this frequently, but if you go to builtbar.com, use that promo code locked on, you can get twenty percent off your next order. Builtbar.com promo code locked on. They have some great flavors: uh, lemon almond cheesecake, cherry baka, cookies and cream, and then they have some more traditional flavors: German chocolate, peanut butter. It fills you up, and it's only 180 calories. It's, again, the most delicious protein bar on the market. Just give it a try. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. You get 20% off. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, you don't have to use it anymore. If you do, then it's a great resource for you. It's good energy for you, good fuel for your body. BuiltBar.com. One more time. Promo code LOCKEDON. Final segment here on Locked On Horn Frogs. Be a pretty short segment as we're closing out the week. Just wanted to remind everybody. Uh, you can subscribe to the show on Apple, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever it is you listen. And you can also rate and review the show there, and that's helpful because it's kind of like a walking billboard or an active billboard for the program. So I'd appreciate if you would uh, if you go ahead and do that. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, at SimcockSteven. You can also find the show on Twitter, at LockedOnTCU. I'd appreciate it. You can chime in on that topic I was talking about earlier. What did you make of – Jamie Dixon's comments that, you know, hey, we're, we're really struggling because we've missed so many practices. Does that sound like an excuse to you? Is that just somebody expressing some frustration? Am I overreacting? Let me know. At Simcox Steven, at Locked on TCU is the show's Twitter. And finally, your basketball weekend primer. TCU, man, they're going to play Missouri in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. And that's going to go down um, – on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Also Saturday at 1 o'clock, the TCU women, they are hosting West Virginia. So should be a fun uh, weekend of basketball. The men on the road taking on number 12, Mizzou. The women facing off with West Virginia at home, number 24 in the nation. Again, that's at 1 p.m. So all that coming up uh, this weekend. And then on Monday, we'll react to those games. We'll get back into some football conversation. TCU baseball also inching closer. A lot to cover on Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily CCU podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.